everybody. Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla Morton. And we are excited that you're here with us today and taking time out of your day to listen to us. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot in our seminars is sort of the topic we're going to focus on today, and that is the importance of communication in relationships. That really, communication is probably the key to a healthy marriage relationship. Would you agree, babe? I would totally agree. Why do you think it's so important to the marriage relationship? Well, when you think about it, as human beings, that is our God-given ability, and that is the way we connect with other people. And of course, when you talk communication, we're certainly talking our words, and we'll talk about that, obviously, and how important that is. But, you know, we also express ourselves through our words, through our gestures, through our expressions, but all that is wrapped up into that is the way you connect with another human being. Yeah, and so there's a lot of different areas in communication we could talk about. Tonight, we're just going to talk about a couple of them and hopefully give you a couple of tools. Um, you know, I think most of the time when we think communication, people think words. What are we saying? When really most experts will tell you that there's probably more in what's not said, that in body language and tone and all of that, there's a lot of the communication goes on in that. We'll talk more about that at another episode later on. And even the fact that silence which doesn't sound like communication, is an incredibly powerful form of communication. Yes, and sometimes we know that people can even, we can even use silence almost like a weapon. And so it's like I've shut down. and You I'm, are very good at that sometimes. No, 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 that's not really my go-to. But You do shut um, me out sometimes. Okay, okay, all right, could be true. In the past. In the past. Okay, so, but that is a very strong communicator, even though you're using no words. But by your silence, you are saying, I'm trying to control this. I may be trying to manipulate, or I'm just shutting down, and I'm refusing to engage, which is really, really so negative for the relationship. I think that, um, let's sort of take it this direction for a minute. One of the things we, we think about in communication is, you know, hey, what are we communicating about? As we talk about it, we talk about levels of communication. So let's think about what are some of the different levels of communication and why should marriage really be, our goal should be moving towards those higher levels of communication. True. So when you think about levels, we're going to call it a level one up to a level five. A level one is going to be that basic information that we share with one another about kind of life, like who's got what scheduled this week, what time are you getting off work, what's for dinner, who's picking up the kids. Well, yeah, and that's almost the same level of communication we have with just acquaintances, people we see at work or, or something like that. I mean, it's just very, very basic. And there's no, um, you're not sharing anything personal. There's no commitment to it. There's no opinion about it. I, I mean, in the sense that you're really sharing your thoughts or feelings. It's really kind of facts. It's really kind of life. As you move on up the levels, every level gets a little more where there is a, serious conversation, an opening up of sharing something. It gets into more of 
your your thoughts, your beliefs, your opinions, your desires. And, and so if we want to, I think one of our goals that we really encourage people, and I think what most people want in marriage is this intimate relationship. And by intimacy, it's, you know, on all levels, physical, emotional, spiritual, but it's that intimacy, that closeness that really makes marriage special and unique. And, and to do that, we can't stay at those lower levels. We've got to be communicating at those higher levels of communication. And we realize that we don't stay at level five all the time. That's obviously special times. So what would a, what would a level five be? Well, a level five is really the deepest opening sharing of yourself in a very vulnerable way where I share with you my fears. I share with you my struggles. I may be sharing, that's when we talk about um, sharing prayer needs and what I'm, you know, so maybe a spiritual component to that. It may be an emotional thing. And so it's really a level that you're probably not going to be sharing with anybody else. Even there's probably things about your marriage that you're not going to be sharing, even with some of your closest friends. So that level five is probably, I guess you would say the highest level, but it's the most soul-bearing. Yes, and that's what we want, and that's part of that incredible connection. Again, that that's we don't stay at that all the time, but that we do go there, and we can. Why do you think some couples never, ever get to that level five? Well, I think, one, there's got to be a sense of a true commitment in the relationship, meaning I know you're in it, I'm in it. We're in for the good, the bad, the long, the ugly. And there's a safety piece there that says, I can be unveiled with you and I can be safe. Yeah, it's almost there's got to be a level of, as you said, safety, security, that we can be vulnerable. And that's a key in marriage is that willingness to say, and by being vulnerable, means it's that willingness that you may get hurt by sharing this, because you don't always know what the reaction of your partner is going to be. You hope it's going to be a safe place. But I think, because sometimes people aren't real sure, I think that lack of safety almost becomes a barrier to getting to that level. True. And so those are things, those we talked about, you, you're going to spend a lot of life at the level one, two, three. But as you move to that closer to that five, you want to be, or you want to be thinking about if we don't ever have any conversations that are like that, why aren't we? And then think about what do we need to be doing? You know, what do you as an individual or what do you as a couple need to be doing to start to move toward that? Because that is really part of what builds that incredible connection, strong foundation. Yeah, and there's a lot of tools out there that you can find online. You can just Google you know, hey, 25 conversation starters, things like that, that really deal on different levels of intimacy. And, and it's just talking about, hey, what are, you, what are your fears? What are you struggling with? Uh, what's your deepest prayer need right now? What's the place that you, you know, you have some real doubts about? And it's those things that we often don't share with just those casual acquaintances, but marriage is that place so that's designed to be shared. Yeah, and, and again, you know, the idea of your dreams, your visions, your hopes, 
you know, your thoughts of what you want your marriage to be and where you're wanting to go and where you see yourself a year from now or five years from now. So it is, it's a weaving of your lives together as you really open up and are unveiled. Now, do you think that most marriages start out in that place? I mean... Or is that something that... I mean, like you think about us. How long do you think before did we start out there? Were we already sharing at that level? Or is that something we grew into? Well, some of it's a little hard to remember, honestly. I feel like sometimes when couples are dating and they're really getting to know one another... They probably talk more about things then even than they do later on. Yeah, and life gets in the way. And that's the reason you spend a lot of time at level one, two, three discussing the dog and who's picking up the cat from the vet and the kids and your laundry. Yeah, and just like those become barriers to other types of intimacy in your life, it can even become a barrier to just conversation and communication that you don't really spend time talking about some of the deeper things that really make life special. Yes, and so again, that's part of that, as we say, intentionality, and it's one of those places where you have to say, are we intentionally carving out time space opportunities to have some of those more deeper intimate conversations are we always on level one the schedule for the week and the grocery list and what's for dinner okay real quick before we move on and thinking about different kind of other areas of communication and maybe a few tips that hopefully people can take with them hey if you're going to give advice to somebody say hey how do we do that what are some things that we can begin to talk about what are some things you think that sort of help build towards that? Well, I think one of the things, as you said, may be the idea of some of those questions and sort of thinking about where we are, what's our shared vision. Um, one of the things with the five questions that we talk about that we encourage couples, we challenge couples to ask every week. And when you think about it, if I say to you every week, Johnny, how can I pray for you this week? Johnny, how do you want to be loved this week? You know, how do you want me to? Well, I always forget the the last one. How do we? How do you? How do you yeah. want me to? How can I serve you? Yeah, serve him. But what's the other one? What's my favorite one? Oh, your favorite. How do you want to be pursued, pursued in love and intimacy? Yes, that's my favorite one. But when you think about it, if I say that to you and you say that to me, now again, I may not always have this deep unveiling thing. But I'm at least going to kind of give you a window into my soul, so to speak, as to where I am. Spiritually, what's going on at work, what stressors I have, what anxiety, just kind of what, where life is when we ask one another about how can I help, how can I serve you, and how can I pray for you. So I think those are some, those are some easy things, just like a date night, a coffee night, put the kids in bed, take 30 minutes, 15 minutes. And do it. Do it every week. Yeah. And some of the, and going along those lines, I think some of the things that I know that we've done in the past years and we continue to do is one is, you know, if we've watched a message or a sermon sometimes, is to talk about it afterwards. Uh, we were doing our date night and let's read a chapter a week, which ended up being maybe a chapter a month. It, it might take us a year <laughs> to go through a book. But it was really good because we're reading the same things and then we're talking about it. And well, what does that mean for us? How does that apply to us? And, and then I think a final thing is just like you said before, dreams. 
man, just really talking, hey, where are we? Where do we want to go? Where do we want to be in six months? Where do we want to be at a year from now? And I think maybe earlier on, maybe sometimes couples might talk more about, hey, careers, jobs, are we planning on moving? When are we thinking about starting a family? You know, when do we want to do that? How do we want to space the kids if we have them? But as you get into life and you're doing it all, sometimes we realize we've stopped talking about like, what are our dreams? Where would we like to be in a year? Where'd want our relationship Yeah, it's almost be? like we sort of put those on hold while we do everything else. While we do life, yeah. But we're not communicating. No, deeply. and the, the danger in that, as we've often talked about, is when we don't keep thinking about, hey, where are we now? Where do we want to be? You start to coast sometimes. Yes, and it's and so easy that can easy be a real coast. dangerous part. So easy to coast. All right, so... Levels of communication, just sort of asking yourselves, hey, where are we? Hey, are we at one? Well, a lot of times you're going to be at one. How much time are you spending? And if you really want to build intimacy in your marriage, it needs to be sort of that level four and level five. Moving that it's deeper, that. more intimate, sharing those things that you probably aren't going to be sharing with a whole lot of other people. And let me just say this, and this is, we're talking about communication, and so this will be another podcast. But men, if there's any men listening... Let me say this, I can assure you, if you are willing to carve out a few minutes of time, literally a few minutes of time every week to try to communicate in a way that moves to a deeper connection with your wife, there will be benefits that you will reap that will go way beyond your 15 minutes, your 10 minutes of talking. I can assure you, because that is at the heart of most women, is a deep desire to connect. And so when you get a man that's willing to do that, wow and wow. And I, I thought from the male side, I, I will throw in, ladies, I know that y'all can have these deep conversations with your girlfriends that literally can go on hours and hours. Most men really aren't there. And so, hey, if we're willing to give you 20 minutes, take the 20 minutes and then grow from there. I know for us, you know, it's, you know, if I had to think about it, I'm going to be sitting down and just talking and talking and talking for a couple of hours. He'd probably have to be. Yeah, I, I don't think I can handle that. But when Carla says to me, hey, can we just talk for 20 minutes about some things that are on my mind? One, it gives me sort of a timeline. It helps me put aside other things that might be on my mind and say, okay, let's take a time out here. And so I can just focus knowing that it's not going to be an all night thing. And there are times it's gone on beyond that and it's been awesome. But yeah, guys, I really would encourage you to do that focus and put that attention there. In fact, take the initiative. There is one thing we really want to encourage guys to do. Take on that mantle of leadership in that. And, and, and be willing to carve out that time and say, honey, what do you want to talk about? What's on your heart? What's First on your mind? First of all, she's going to faint. And yeah, you I, have to yeah I know you would. And then <laughs> you'll be able to go on with your conversation. And we talked a little bit about this on the podcast that we talked about men and women and some of our differences. And definitely the communication piece definitely plays strongly into this. So, But I, that, that's a great, we want to challenge you with that. Um, really be intentional. All right. If we were in the, the rest of the time we have in the next, say, seven, eight minutes, if we were going to leave somebody, hey, what are a couple of tools that have been really powerful in our relationship and we think that can help any marriage relationship? 
I would say there's several, but one of them, one of the big ones for us has been trying to use I messages. And what, I, I yeah, messages, what do you mean by that? Well, Aren't all our messages I, 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 I? Right. Well, I messages come from the perspective of I need to talk to you or share with you, communicate with you my feelings, my desires, my information, if you would. And it's coming from my perspective. So I'm not, th- when I give you an I message, it needs to be really direct. And I'm not saying you need to do or you this or you that. What I'm saying is I would really like it if you would and then fill in the blank. And if I can be direct in the sense of really spelling that out. Sometime, and I'll say this and and nobody needs to write me and tell me I shouldn't have said this, but okay, I think women, generally speaking, make a lot of assumptions because a lot of time we assume that our male counterparts think a little bit like we do. Not true at all. Foolish thinking. Yes. Okay, so I'm assuming that if Johnny sort of just threw something out, I would probably get the hint. I would get what was the under the not spoken word. And so when a woman says, oh my gosh, I am so overwhelmed. This week is crazy busy. She might just be saying that, but there's a really good chance that what she's not spelling out for you is, is I need help. Yeah. Can you in any way step up this week? Can you offer to pick up dinner? Is there anything in your schedule that you can adjust to help me take some of the load off? But I'm a hoping or wishing that you're going to figure that out instead of me saying, Johnny, is there any way you can pick up dinner or fix dinner this week, two nights? Yeah. And then I can either say yes or no. Yeah. And that'll be a different, that'll be a different, different, yeah, that'll be a different conversation. Or it's more like, you know, sometimes it's like you throw out, hey, you know, so-and-so, the kids have ball practice on at four o'clock on Tuesday and I've got a hair appointment. So what I'm really meaning is, is there any way you can make it work to take or pick up so I can keep with what I already had scheduled? But instead of doing that, because what happens is I say the kids need to be picked up at four on Thursday. And when you don't respond, then it's like you talked about. Sometimes I begin, we begin to take that as a, you don't care at all about me. But first of all, you didn't even get what I meant. No. Yeah, we don't, and again, that's that that's that way that we think differently, mainly because men tend to be more direct when saying what they want. And so what I need to say is, you know, Kemper's, Can you do this? Yes, Kemper's got ball practice, and he'll be done about 5.30 on Thursday. Could you pick him up Thursday at 5.30? That's pretty direct, and you're going to give me a yes or no. Yeah, and we sort of ran into this the other night, if you remember. Oh, I did it that night. Yeah, we'd gone to, we had our date night at Dairy Queen. Oh, gosh. That, that sort of is, that's sort of our thing. And, and and Carla, if you remember, you were going to take a graduation gift to somebody. Yes, and I instead was. of saying, hey, will you go with me to take this gift? You said, do you want to go take this gift with me? Yeah. Well, that's like giving me a choice. I gave him an out. And, and I really didn't want to do that, but then you were sort of put off yeah. because you should have known that I really wanted you to go. With yeah, I, t- I told him later. I said, Johnny, when you when I say, "Do you want to go with me to do so and so?" 
That's yeah. I, I really don't mean that the way I said it. So I and so you. But that's can okay. See. So I responded that way because I knew we would need a good story for a podcast yes. sometime soon. So there we go. So and that's a silly little example, but that happens all the time where you just say, "Hey, do you want to do so and so, or will you?" And you throw it out like a frisbee, and you're assuming they're going to catch it, and then we're irritated when they don't, and they didn't even know we were throwing the frisbee. They weren't even looking. Yeah, no, we weren't. <laughs> and so, if anything, we knock them in the head with it, and then they don't even know what happened. So, use your I messages. Be very direct about that. And so, I need, I want, I wish, and then spell it out. And so, that has been helpful to us. And obviously, I still mess up. I obviously messed up the other night. And so we all do it, but I would challenge you to say how often when you're asking for something, do you use it from an I perspective? Okay. Anything else? We've got uh, maybe about another three or four minutes here. Anything else that you would throw out there that just, hey, hey, this is a simple tool, something that can make your communication more effective? Well, I think, again, a couple of things real quick. Um, depending on the, the seriousness of the subject, you know, make certain that you're setting the stage for success. If you all are talking about where to put your child in kindergarten or if, to, if you're going to hold back your first grader, that's a big conversation, right? A job change, a move, whatever. You need to set the stage for that. When can we sit down? When are we not distracted? When am I not worn out? When can we focus on one another? So set it up. Yeah, it's almost successful. this crazy idea that you really need to plan communication. Well, it's that it's serious. not always yeah. just it's not always just easy and natural because so much of other life gets in the way. Yeah. And so instead of sloughing it off or really doing it in a bad way by being in a rush. Oh yeah. It's much better to say, hey, we need to talk about this. Let's set a time and a place to do it. Yes, and sometimes that is the reality. One of you's tired. One of you's hungry. One of you's been sick. One of you's had kids home all day with the whatever. And, you know, to do it tonight, you're going to end up in a conflict. And so I, th I think sometimes just being really wise about when we need to have some of those harder conversations is really important. All right, so let's sort of wrap all this up. We know that hey, really healthy marriages have good communication skills and good levels of it. And so the things we want to think, want you to think about, hey, where do you spend most of your communication? What level are you at? Now, again, probably a lot of us, most of the day-to-day is in that one, two, or three. It's information and maybe goes a little bit deeper. What do you think? Those kind of things. But we really want to build intimacy in a marriage. We've got to focus on those deeper levels. And again, that's being intentional about it, that we want to talk about these things. Now, to get there, there may be some barriers we got to work on, time, situation, trust levels, if it's not there. But that's really sort of the goal that we want in the marriage. Second thing is what you talked about, Carla, is that, that I messages and being really direct Instead of sort of throwing a bone out there and hoping someone's going to pick it up, it's saying, hey, I need this from you this week, this time. I need you to listen to me. I need you to help me. I really want something going on, but it's very direct and not, let's leave you guessing. Yes, true. I think the, the better we can do that and the more we realize, again, girlfriends, ladies, 
have those ladies friends in your life that you can really talk for hours on end if you want to. But for our husbands, who again are our most intimate person in our lives or should be, and we want to move toward that, let's learn to talk in a way that they really want to listen and then be available when they want to talk, but realize it may be different than the way we want to talk. But again, our clear messages about what we want and need and sort of, you know, setting the groundwork for that, setting the, the stage for that to be successful. That's that well said. And, you know, I would just say this communication is something that we are still working on after 38 years of marriage. Oh, yes. and, and, and just like everything else, there's a lot of, hey, where are we now? Where do we want to be? And, and so that's really a challenge to you this week. Man, spend some time with your spouse and just talking about that. Hey, how well do we communicate? Find out what they think. Is it the same as what you think? A lot of times y'all may be in different places, but then say, hey, where do we want to be? How do we want to grow in this area? And I think as you really commit towards that and really commit that to God, that he can do really neat things in your relationship just through learning how to communicate better. So, hey, thanks for spending time with us again. Uh, we look forward to meeting with you again soon, and hopefully you will be back with us with No Regrets Marriage Podcast. Thank you. Check you later.